I um, Today, my topic is make sure your priorities are appropriate. Talk about um, two different um, versions of a great feast here. And the, the subtopic it could be um, reaction to um, invitation. And we say make your priorities um, the right one. Make sure your priorities are right. Every day we make decisions. And our decision emphasizes our priority. When we make decisions, every decision that we make, we are showing what our priorities are. What does an invitation tell you? An invitation tells you that you are considered and you're welcome. An invitation tells you that you will add splendor to my wedding or to my party or whatever it is. An invitation tells you um, you will make us feel good. We want you to celebrate with us. So naturally, when I get an invitation, there is some feeling of worth in me, some feeling of joy, because I'm considered, depending on who invites me, or what the occasion is, if I'm invited to the court, I might not feel so good. At least I'm not invited. I would be summoned. But how do I receive my invitation? I am happy that you thought of me. I appreciate the honor that you're showing me. But there may be a little hitch there. I have, make, I have to make a decision whether I'm going to um, respond positively to your invitation or not. I have to make a decision there. I could say I have, I have other things to do. And yes, I do have other things to do. I have to make a decision, which is the most important thing to do, whether to accept your invitation or to tell you I can't come because I have something else to do. Now, I have to be careful because what I'm going to say to you is going to affect our friendship if we are friends. If my, my um, excuse for not coming is frivolous, um, you're not going to feel good about me. You know, there, and, and sometimes I have to prepare for the occasion. I might not be in the position to, to um, attend your, your function. I don't have a suit, a suitable um, garment to wear or, or something. Might have. It could be a distant. You could have invited me to a wedding in England and I can't afford the fare. But there are some questions that I will have to ask myself. 
how important is this to me? How important is this invitation to me? Will it affect this? Will it affect me significantly if I do not go? Will it affect my job? What if it's your boss invites you? And if you refuse you, you could lose your job or something, you know, lose favor. Is it someone I can disappoint and still remain his friend? You know, I, I don't want to disappoint my friend. I don't want not to have you as my friend. So if you invite me, I, I would like to be there so that I have you as my friend still. Can I afford to lose this friendship? What do I have to lose? So I have to make a decision as to um, whether I'm going to accept the invitation. Um, I have to know what my priority is, how important it is to me. So I have to reply. It's good to reply sometimes. What does a reply do? Sometimes you get an invitation and you don't bother to reply. But a reply, um, it aids in budgeting and spacing. When you reply, it aids in budgeting and spacing. I know how much to prepare. I know how big a room I, I need to have that function. And uh, um, reply also prevent waste. I prepare for just the amount, the number of people I'm gonna have, so we don't have waste. And also, I reply avoid people from disappointing others. Now, sometimes we have a limited amount of people we can invite to to our functions. And um, if we invite too many, then there will be space for others. Or if I'm going to invite you, I have to um, make a choice between you and somebody else. This person is going to be mad with me if I don't invite the person. Because I'm going to say, you invite everybody else except me. What do you think of me? Why you didn't invite me? So you, I have to disappoint somebody. So in order to invite you. So if you reply, now I have the, the, the free uh, opportunity to invite the other person without offending them. So we have two different um, accounts of a feast here. One in St. Matthew chapter um, 22, 1 to 14, and the other in St. Luke chapter 14, 15 to 24. We just read those. Um, to, uh, to accounts. Um, the first one said, and um, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king which made a feast for his son. That's it. This is a wedding, a wedding feast, a marriage feast. And sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding and they would not come. These would not come. Now he sent first time, they refused. Next time, 
he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which were are bidden. Behold, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come on to the marriage. Now, everything was already prepared. So we mentioned about preventing waste. If they were not going to go, then they should have told the, the, the Lord, the king, that they wouldn't be coming. So he wouldn't prepare so much. Um, that would be wasted. So now they're refusing to go at the appointed time when everything was ready. But they made light of it. We're talking about priorities. And went their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. So their priority was to go to their farm or to do their uh, different economic activities rather than to attend the wedding feast of the king. They have shown what their priority was. What did they think of the king, their king? But, and finally, worse than that, they took the servants, the messengers, and entreated them spitefully and slew them. When the king heard thereof, he was wroth. And he sent forth his armies and, and destroyed those murderers and burnt up their cities. Now, you got to make sure when you make a decision that your priority is right. There is a consequence or a reward for the decision that you make. You see, if they had gone to the feast, they would have enjoyed a wonderful feast. But they refused to attend the feast and treated the king's messengers spitefully and even slew them. They made a choice because they know the king had power to do those things. So they should have understood that. And rather than having themselves being destroyed, they would have attended a splendid feast. But according to um, the scriptures, this parable is, um, is about Israel and about the Gentiles. The Jews received the gospel first. They were considered first to be children of God, to be a light and to spread the gospel over the whole world. Amen. But some of them refused this, this opportunity. And they refused to hear the, this, the, the word of God. They, they didn't treat the prophets um, well. And some of them, they they torture, and some of them they killed. And finally, God sent his only son, and they crucified him. Now, this is where the, 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 um, the king was mad. And so he sent and, and destroyed them. But the Bible didn't say destroy the Jews. It didn't actually destroy them. But the parables say that. 
But then, according to the scriptures, when the Jews refused the gospel, Paul said, I go to the Gentiles. And he went and preached the gospel to the Gentiles. And because of that, we who were considered Gentiles are now accepted as children of God. Now, the Gentiles were referred to as those in the highways. And he gathered together all as many as they could found, both bad and good. And the wedding was furnished with guests. You notice that the king didn't throw the guests because they were bad. But there were one there. There was one there who didn't have on a wedding garment. Now, even though God is accepting everybody, without the us being washed in the blood of Christ, we are not wearing the wedding garment and we will not be accepted in the kingdom of God. So he said unto him, the king said unto this man without the garment, how camest thou in hither, not having a wedding garment? He that cometh must come to Christ. Everyone who comes to God must come to Christ and must have his garment washed in the blood of Christ or will not be accepted. The other um, account told of, it didn't say a king, it didn't say a wedding feast, but it's a feast that this Lord made. And he invited many, I think of many of his friends, to, to the wedding, to the uh, feast. And um, they, didn't, they waited until the feast was ready. And when he sent to call them, after he prepared everything, he sent to call them that were invited. But they all, the Bible said, they all with one consent began to make excuses. The first said, I have a piece of ground and I must, I bought a piece of ground and I must need to go and see it. I pray thee have me excused. This is really an insult. You have already bought the piece of ground. It is yours. Didn't you see it before you buy? Why did you spend your money for a piece of property that you didn't see if you didn't see it? Or is it that you are just going back to, to appraise it, to, to praise yourself or your made such a good um, purchase and, and, and look at it and enjoy yourself about it. But it's yours. You could have gone there after the wedding. So your reason for not attending the, the feast, I mean, 
is, is really very frivolous and is really disrespectful because you're going to tell me that you can't come to my feast because you are going to um, look at your property that you have already bought and you know. So that first person didn't have a good excuse. <coughs> and I must and say, and there was another one. He said, um, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I go to prove them. Now you bought five yoke of oxen, you didn't prove. That's a bad purchase. And maybe you're just lying. I know you would be more interested in proving the oxen after you bought them. You would have to prove them before you bought them. Jesus lying to, to the Lord there. Um, and you think you should go and prove your, your oxen that you have already bought rather than come to my feast that I have already prepared and it's going to be wasted. That was a frivolous excuse. And the next one said, I married a wife and therefore I cannot come. Well, if you're going to my wedding, why did you plan a wedding on the day of my wedding? Why did you plan to get married on the day that I invite you to come to my wedding? You could have chosen another day. Why did you choose the same day? And it's really disrespectful because you're saying, now, I'm not coming to your feast because I have um, something more important to do. We're talking about make sure that our excuses are appropriate. When we have priorities, you're going to give priority to something frivolous, something, um, and somebody said, you could have brought your wife to the, to the feast. Why did you bring your wife to the feast? since you just got married. That would be a very um, nice um, date. But he didn't choose to do that. So, the, 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 the Lord was mad about it. So he, he said, um, he, he said, go out into the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in the halt, the maimed, and the blind. You are important. You have other things to do. I am going to bring in the people who really need a feast, who could appreciate a feast. Because the halt, and the maimed, and the blind, they we're not normally invited to feast. They don't decorate the feast very nicely. You don't want to see a whole lot of wheelchairs and walking sticks and some not so fabulous like those um, neat ones that we bought at the stores these days. Some are just rough pieces of wood that they use to, to walk with. And they were not any pretty wheelchairs. Some people, they had to take them on a, on a bed or a mat or something like that, carry them under their arms and some limping 
and some blind um, people have to be leading them. And this place was filled with the poor, the halt, the maimed, and the blind, and the poor, and everything. Because those who were bidden to the wedding refused. So, when this was done, he went back to the Lord and said, we have done that. When he said, go out into the highways and the hedges. Now leave the city and go far out and compel them to come. You know, this is a spiritual um, thing. You see, the, the people who were invited first to the wedding were the people who thought they were worthy. Those were the proud. The people were filled with themselves. They had no need. They didn't need a feast. Jesus Christ said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. These are not necessarily sick people. They were those who were poor in spirit, the humble, the meek, and those who were persecuted and forsaken. These are those people who actually filled that, that feast. Because they that are whole don't need a physician, but they that are sick. I come not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And the people who are invited and have the grand opportunity to refuse and to make excuse because of their famous purchases, And the important events that they have, they are the ones who refuse the kingdom of God. But the poor and the maimed and the blind and the halt and all those people who consider themselves unworthy, they know they need a physician. They know they need a savior. See? God has no place for those people who do not believe that they need a savior. God has a place for people who know that they are poor and they are halt and are blind. Like the, the, the scribe and the Pharisees and the, 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 the publican, the Pharisee and the publican. The Pharisee think he's holy and righteous and have everything. And he brag about his ability to fast and his ability to give and pray. Whereas the publican said, Lord, be merciful unto me, a sinner. And he was accepted. Now,
God is calling us. Many people are getting the invitation for, to come. We read of the, of the flood in the days of Noah. God told Noah, because the people were so wicked, he was going to destroy the world and it should be an ark. And the people refused to go into the ark. God told Noah to take the animals and his family into the ark. And these people make light, made light of the invitation. People said that, I don't know, I never see it in the Bible, they say that people are saying that, Noah, you building an ark to sail on dry land. <laughs> They made fun of him until the day that the flood came. Noah and his family and the animals went to the ark. And I understand that they went to the door and knocked on the door. Father Noah, Father Noah, open unto us. But what they did, they made light of the invitation that they had from the beginning. And when it was too late and the ark was closed and God had the key, they went and they could not get in. They all perished. It's not because God was wicked. It's not because Noah was hard. But because their priority was not right. They made a decision to refuse. Every refusal we make is a decision we make to refuse. And we are showing what our priority is. But there's another story in the Bible that's ended differently. The people of Nineveh, God sent Jonah to Nineveh to warn the people, yet within 40 days and Nineveh will be overthrown. And Jonah went, I will go back about Noah's um, roundabout journey. But he actually went eventually. And he preached. He didn't tell them to repent. He just said, yet within 40 days. And Nineveh will be overthrown. And when they heard it, the people of Nineveh repented. The king repented. And he commanded that everyone, including Animals, children, and everybody should fast and pray to God to spare them and not to destroy them. Eventually, God saw their repentance and He did not destroy them but spared them. So you see, priorities. They did not refuse the invitation. They accepted the invitation. They repented of their sins and turned to God. Because of that, they were spared. Now we all have to 
deal with God's invitation. God is calling each of us to do something. It may be different things. It may be something in the church. It may be to change our ways. It may be to stop a habit that we have. And we need to change it. But we need to exercise our priorities right now. We need to examine the call that we get. We need to decide, make a decision about the call. What are we going to do with it? We have to prioritize and decide what we're going to do. Every decision that we make has either a reward or a consequence. We should evaluate the call. How important is this call? What do we have to lose? What do we have to gain? Rejecting God's call has serious consequences. Accepting and obeying God's call has great rewards. The people who did not listen to Noah's preaching were destroyed in the flood. The people who repented when Jonah preached were spared from God's wrath. Choice before us today. What are we going to do with God's call? Are we going to make light of it? Well, God's kingdom will be full of people. All those people, the halt, the maimed, and the blind they will be the ones who consider themselves worthy or not worthy but needy and will accept the call. But those who think that they don't need God's call, they have other more important things to do, don't have to accept God's call. And eventually, May the Lord help us as we respond to his call. Amen.